Welcome to Life in the Word. Let join Pastor Jesse as we continue with the series on love. This week is our love week. Hallelujah. And today I want to really bless the couples. I want to bless everyone. Hallelujah. So turn with me to Amos 3.3. I want to bless everybody. I want to, you know, we all need relationships in our lives and I want to really bless someone this morning. Amos chapter 3 verse 3. It's very simple. You don't even need to open it. The Bible says that can two people walk together unless they agree? Is that in your Bible? Can two people walk together unless there is an agreement? So it means when there is no agreement, you cannot walk together. Today I want to talk about investing in intimacy. I'll be talking about intimacy. I know it sounds very simple. It's a very familiar word. We all know what intimacy is. But let me finish. Because a lot of us are living without intimacy. Especially in our marriages. You may be living with the same person in the same house. But you are torn apart. You are very far from each other. There is no intimacy. Hallelujah. And today I want to help you how to invest into intimacy. Because intimacy is very important. And when we talk about intimacy, a lot of people think about sex. Sex is part of it when it comes to intimacy, but sex is not intimacy. So today I'm going to give you some, I believe, five or more special elements that you're going to need in your relationship, in your marriage, to have a very strong intimacy. Where there is no intimacy in a marriage, it's not going to work. Hallelujah. Because God wants you to be one. And let's turn our Bible also to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24. And I'll come back and define intimacy. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. The Bible says that, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his what? To his wife. And they shall become one flesh. Somebody say one flesh. I read again. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. They'll be joined. Hallelujah. They'll be joined together. And the Bible says they shall be one flesh. They shall be one flesh. This scripture here is talking about intimacy. And I'm going to pick all these four or five elements from this scripture. When we're talking about intimacy, to my understanding, it's inner closeness and the depths of relationship. Intimacy means closeness in the heart. Because before intimacy can start or happens physically, I believe it must start in the inside. Before you can be closer to somebody physically, you must be closer to the person in the inside. Hallelujah. So it means that intimacy starts from within. It starts from inside. So you have to invest in the inside to draw closer to the person and automatically, physically, it's going to happen. It means that I am going to take responsibility to care for my spouse. These are one of the things I'm going to talk to you about today. Because when we're talking about intimacy, it's not about you. It's about also your spouse. Hallelujah. So write this number one. Intimacy begins with a mindset of equal level. It begins with a mindset 
of equal level. How to build inner closeness to your spouse. When I'm talking about the mindset of equal level, it means that there are no dominance in the marriage. Because if there is dominance in a relationship, there cannot be what? Intimacy. Is someone understand what I'm saying? Where there is dominance, it destroys the relationship. Write it down. Where there is dominance, it destroys the relationship. Women want leadership, but they don't want you to control them and dominate them and make them a second class. Is somebody learning something this morning? No, a lot of men used to say that I'm the head of the house. I'm the head of the house. And women, when your husband stands saying they are the head of the house, tell them you are the neck. And head the neck and see what is going to happen to the head. So no neck, no head. Hallelujah. When you want to build an intimacy in your relationship, please don't dominate one another. I am your husband. And when I talk final, that kind of dominance you want to display that on your, your spouse or your, your wife. You want to show it to her that you are in charge. That is not the kind of leadership that God has given to a man. That is not the kind of leadership. I know some women also are very dominant. But where there is a domination in a relationship, the relationship is shaky. It can't stand. But when you have the mindset of understanding each other on the equal level, but different values, different qualities, the relationship will stand. But when you have this mindset that I'm better than you and I want you not to talk to this person and you're still talking with that person. So most of the times we become angry at each other because we think that we have the right and we have the power to command and we have to see it immediately. When you enter marriage with that mindset, when you enter into a relationship with that mindset to go and control because I am a man, because men love to play their power thing. Hallelujah. If you enter in a relationship with that mindset, trust me, that marriage is not going to work. Hallelujah. So intimacy begins with the mindset of equal level. I know it's very hard for some men to think this. Because you are the man, so when you walk in the house, everything you say must be according to as you want it. But it cannot be that way. And that is not the way God has planned it to be. Hallelujah. I said women love leadership. Trust me. Women, they love leadership. But it's going to depend on your leadership at home whether they are going to follow you or they're going to reject that leadership. So if your leadership always to show that I'm better than you and I'm the man and I make more money than you and I do more than you, if it is about what you do more than your spouse or anything, that relationship can't work. But you always have to see yourself on the same one, same level. Your wife have got values. You've got values too. And yesterday we learned about intercultural competence. And one of the things we learned about intercultural competence is to be able to respect one another's values. Because sometimes you think that your value is the most important. So when you say yours, yours is right. We learned yesterday that you can come from a different, two people can come from two, two different nations and they can come together. But the moment they come together, you realize that their values are not the same. They have different values. Right now, if I ask you that, make top five list of your values, some of you, it's going to be money. Money will be number one. And so let's say your wife's number one value is shopping. And then on the man's side, his first number one list is savings. Hmm? so when two people like that come together definitely 
has already happened. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There's already a problem. Because they all have got different values. And one of the important things to have an intercultural competence is to be able to respect one another's values. Hallelujah. So you can come from Nigeria and Nigerians do things differently. I have to respect Nigerians. You can come from Zimbabwe and Zimbabweans do things differently and I have to respect Zimbabweans. So I should not come from, 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 from the United States, from America and say that uh, because uh, America rules the world, so we know better than everybody. So I won't respect you because you come from Zimbabwe or because you come from Nigeria or because you come from Togo or because you come from any other part of the earth. The first step, people of God, to have a communion, a companionship, relationship with one another is to know that we're on the same level. We're different, but we are all human beings created by the same God. So don't try to exercise dominance on anybody. Some of you, it, your biggest problem is everywhere you are, you want to control people. Hallelujah. You can't control people. That is not what God has called you to do. We've been called to love, to care, to share. And if God has made you a leader over anything, you have to lead in love. Amen? So please, in your relationship, if you want your relationship to work, please don't enter into it wanting to dominate the other one. I'm not only talking about men, but there are women also that are very dominant. You want to control your husband? The relationship won't work. Whatever relationship you are building, if you want to exercise domination, you rule all the time you want to. You can have leadership skills, but lead with humility. Lead with understanding one another. Hallelujah. Not with a sense that I know more than you. I have a PhD. Is it about your degree? No. It's not about your degree that makes you a human being. It's about carrying the love of God and, and the spirit of God that makes you a human being. Hallelujah. So let's have this mindset. And I'm saying this to this house too. When we come to church, please let us have intercultural competence because this is all nations church. We have different nationalities in this house. Almost about 11 or 12. Different kinds of nations in this house. So maybe the way you see things because you come from Tumbuktu, right? And the way Tumbuktu folks do things are different from the way people from Togo do things. So when I see people from Timbuktu doing things the way I don't like it, I'm not supposed to criticize them. They say, why are you like that? Why are you like this? Why are you like that? Don't criticize them. Don't listen. Anytime you don't have intercultural competence, you, you jump into conclusion too early. You judge people too early. In fact, my wife comes from the same country I come from, but I don't see her from where I come from. I see her as a German. She was born here, raised here, schooled here. She got a German mindset. I was born in Africa, raised in Africa, been through tough stuff. You understand what I'm saying? So two people now caught a crush. We may have the same skin color, but we don't think the same. We have two different values. Yesterday we're giving you some of the examples. In, in, the, in, in, in the family where I grew up, we are very collective. Yesterday we learned about individualistic and collectiveness. Some of you are very individualistic. You do things without telling anybody. You just do it. But I've realized that Africans grew up in a community where we do things together. You can just knock your neighbor's door and ask for salt. You can just walk in here and say, Auntie, how are you? You know, 
we are very collective. But when it comes to here, everybody is very individualistic. Like if you go to Holland, their first top number one list, when it comes to individualistic, they want you to be very independent. Very independent. But Africans love you to respect elderly people. So everything you are going to do, you need to ask for permission. You need to say, hey, Papa, can I do this? But when it comes to Germans, we come to the Western world countries, they are very, very individualistic. My wife, I would say that she is 80% individualistic. I'm very collective. Maybe I'm 50-50 or maybe 60% collective and 40% individualistic. For example, when it comes to maybe watching a movie, I would love that the whole family sits down and watch the movie together and have fun. I don't like watching movie alone. So sometimes I can record movies that I'll be waiting for my wife for about four months and we never watch the movie. And then she will go sneak through while I'm busy somewhere and watch the movies. So one day I caught, I caught her and said, hey, so you're watching all these movies without me? She said, sure. I said, so you will even invite me? She said, if you want to. I'll finish watching it, but if you want to watch it again, we can watch. I said, no. It's not going to be fun. You see, from the environment where I grew up, we are more collective. We do things together. So please, if you're going to marry, consider all those things. Whatever department you are taking care of in the church, please consider that this is all nations church. If you look in the choir right now, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Jamaica, Ghana, Nigeria, Nigeria. Only one Ghana. Come put your hands together for the Lord. Yeah. That is why the choir is powerful like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. So imagine, you see, you see how multicultural they are? Zimbabwe. You see how intercultural we are in the house. I can point different kinds of nations in this house. So when we come together, we must have tolerance for each other. So when things are not going the way you want it, don't say, fuck it, man. You don't do it the way I want it. If I see that, I'm going to take your butt. Trust me. Because I'm teaching this and I'm not kidding. And I'm expecting you to adapt this in your blood. Adapt this in your spirit. That after that, I want us to sit tolerating each other. Even if things are not going the way you want it.